We could have made the whole episode about the Great British Bake Off, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what was that show that they they talked about in the last... Oh my god, podcast? Vampire Diaries. I tried to watch it, but it just really was not good, so I couldn't. <laughs> it was it was like universally agreed upon. It was highly recommended, episode. so I was wondering I, if you all... I, I couldn't get through the first episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to the baking show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Today's episode is part two of a two-part series where we are speaking to members of the class of 2020 from throughout Metropolitan Richmond about what it was like to graduate during COVID-19. With me today are Emma Rice from Midlothian High School in Chesterfield County Public Schools, Paige Lake from Lee Davis High School in Hanover County Public Schools, and Sophia Alcane from Freeman High School in Henrico County Public Schools. I am also excited to have my colleague Jose Alcane as a guest host on this episode. Uh, Jose is the Director of Research Services for the VCU School of Education, and he's Sophia's dad, so that's <laughs> exciting. My name is David Knapp, and I'm the Assistant Director of Research and Evaluation for Merck and the host of this podcast. Thank you all for joining me today. Emma, let's start with you. Can you share about how the pandemic has impacted your senior year? It definitely came as quite a shock. I definitely wasn't ready for the news that just we weren't going to go back to school. And it's definitely been pretty hard. I've definitely gotten my peace with it. I still feel like I didn't really get much closure with high school. Yeah, what was that moment like when you realized that you weren't coming back for your senior year? I was definitely pretty heartbroken. This year has actually, or had turned out to be a pretty good year. I really loved all my teachers. Hmm. I was enjoying a lot of my classes and I was looking forward to, you know, all our senior stuff like prom and all our like spirit week. I feel like I got cheated. Yeah. And how did you, I mean, I imagine it was probably kind of hard to stay motivated. Yeah. I've realized that I'm probably really, really good at procrastinating <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to stuff, my online classes. Um, I was taking a dual enrollment class, so that was pretty hard to like keep up with all my essays and stuff and assignments. Do you feel like it prepared you at all for in case your college classes this fall are going to be online? I definitely need to work on my time management, but <laughs> I'm, I think I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully that transition won't be quite as abrupt as what you had yes. to do this year. Paige, what was your experience like? I definitely agree with Emily. It was such a shock when they announced we weren't going back. It was really upsetting to me. And just the whole transition from like being in school every day to now you're online, you have to do your homework online, your schoolwork online, everything online. It was, it was a little hard for me because I wasn't used to that or anything. How had your senior year been going up to that point? It was really great. I, I was having a great senior year. All my classes were fun. I was enjoying like the senior activities, just the school activities. Yeah, it was going really well. And what kind of things were you involved in at, at high school? I do a lot of stuff with the media production classes. So I, I film the LDTV announcements and they get aired every day. So I didn't really realize that that was my last time being on the uh, TV for the school, which that was the most heartbreaking thing for me. And I'm involved in a lot of clubs. So it's really hard to not be able to see all my members and everything. Uh, and you're planning on majoring in media production, right? Yes, I am. What do you feel like you learned from this experience that might help you in your future career? 
I learned that you have to be flexible, like with everything, like it may not work out how you want it to, but you have to learn to adapt to that and go with whatever's given to you. Uh, Sophia, how about you? Yeah, I have to agree with um, Emma and Paige. It was like ending senior year so abruptly was really, really sad and heartbreaking. Like we didn't get to really finish. We didn't have any closure for the four years that we had worked so hard on, you know, like we're doing all that work. We didn't get any closure. Like I didn't get to, you know, have prom or we didn't get to have a real graduation or a regular graduation. And even the small things like senior skip skip day or like <laughs> when all the seniors wear their college t-shirts to school, like I didn't get to have that, which I is really disappointing to me. Yeah. Why do you think it's important to have that sense of closure at the end of high school? Well, it's just something that we worked on for 13 years, you know, Yeah. all of our schooling to, to get to the end and not really have, not really be able to cross the finish line. Yeah. Do you feel like there's going to be a point where you might look back on your senior year and feel a sense of closure? I mean, I think, I guess I feel a sense of closure now hmm. because it felt like school ended essentially when coronavirus started. So I guess I have a sense of closure looking back, but it's hard because I feel like I didn't have a last day of school, mm. you know? So I didn't get to say goodbye to all my teachers because I thought that we would be coming back, right. but we never did. So <laughs> That was so hard on teachers too, because yeah. mean, Jose and I work with a lot of teachers in our work and uh, you hear this all the time about like, they, they feel like they never got to say goodbye either because they get so connected. Yeah. Honestly, when I heard that we wouldn't be going back, I just like kind of denied it and I didn't really accept it. It didn't really hit me until like graduation stuff started happening. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't think I really processed it. I think for everyone and, you know, obviously the transition was really hard for y'all when, when the schools had to close because of COVID. Uh, the other thing that's been challenging, at least for some of us has been the kind of constant overload of information about either COVID or things related to COVID and health and social distancing and closing schools. And I know schools have had to just share a lot of information. So Paige, can you share for us how you've dealt with this information overload about COVID or how you, you've had some uh, maybe strategies to deal with it? Yeah, I I agree. It's been like a lot all at once. And I think it all just came down all at once on us. I would always try to surround myself with things that I enjoyed doing and it would like calm me down with all the stuff that was going on. And I just try to like tell myself like all the time, like it's going to get better. Everything's going to get better soon. We're going to go back to normal when everything's done. And I just like have to reassure myself of that. That's great. Just to, to keep the motivation going. And maybe I think we all have that sense of, okay, it'll it's happening, but it'll be over. Let's you know, have a sense of hope. Um, how about you, Sophia? How have you dealt with maybe some of this information overload or what kind of strategies? I don't really like lit watch the news or pay attention to that because it's pretty negative, especially yeah. about COVID-19. So I just didn't really like to pay attention. It's not that I didn't pay attention, but I just like didn't seek out news on coronavirus, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and I just, I guess I just heard the important stuff from my parents and other people. And how about um, school information? Did you rely on your parents and peers as well? No, this, well, the school has, they send out a lot of emails and they have their um, social media and stuff, which was really easy to keep track of. Well, that's good. How about you, Emma? What, what are some of the, the things that you've done? Um, well, I have been able to keep myself busy. I have been working a lot. I work in a restaurant, so I've been able to stay wow. working the past couple of months. And then now I'm also babysitting four days a week. Mm. Um, so just 
keep myself distracted. But I think all of this kind of has me in the mindset that just things don't always work out. And I think that's kind of helps me along the way is that I just have to kind of go with the flow. <laughs> that's great. And has your restaurant been uh, like physically open or for takeout? Or um, We just started letting people dine in, but we're just at like 50% capacity. How do you feel about that, about having people back in the dining room? It's definitely pretty strange. Um, yeah. I've gotten <laughs> used to, because like with all this happening, honestly, it's been a lot easier working because we don't have as much to do most of the time. But now since people are starting to come back in, I have to pick up on old routines, which I'm not used to anymore. And it's, I mean, what Sophia was just saying about trying to sort of stay away from the news, but the news kind of finds you anyway, right? Like it's, it's all out there and all this is sort of overwhelming. And I think a lot of what we've been talking about lately is this idea of how important it is to focus on your mental health right now. Like we've been talking a lot about what students are going to need whenever they come back to school in terms of uh, self-care and making sure that they're, they're doing okay. So I'm just curious, Sophia, what have you been doing to, to take care of yourself and sort of manage stress during these uncertain times? Well, um, I've been focusing a lot on art and I've been doing quite a lot of baking, just keeping myself busy during the day because I don't really have anything else to do. <laughs> I heard that there's a flour shortage because there's been so much baking going on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what are you baking? I've been making a lot of cookies. I made cream really puffs, uh cheesecakes, but I make a lot of them. Man. So. Have you tried to make sourdough yet? I feel like everybody's trying to make sourdough during quarantine. No, I have not. I'm not a bread baker. Mm. You know, I'm more of a, like a sweets kind of person. Gotcha. So, do you watch The Great British Bake Off? Of course I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's the happiest it's show on television. Show. It yeah. really is. <laughs> so you would be good for any week, but bread week, it sounds like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could, I don't think I could do bread week. It just yeah. seems too complicated. And we're, we're <laughs> recording this around breakfast time. So oh, yeah. can be very hungry. Emma, how about you? What have you been doing to sort of manage the stress right now? I've been doing a lot of organizing in my room and I definitely went through like a crafting phase at one point. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. And I think, honestly, this time I have my hands has become really useful to just like kind of get myself together for like college and getting ready to leave and stuff. It's been nice. Let's dig into your crafting a little bit. <laughs> what, do you, what are you making? I did some collaging. I made like a really big like poster type thing. And then at one point I went to Walmart and bought a bunch of yarn and I made pom-poms and strung them. And so it's it's been a weird time. Is this going to be hanging up in your dorm room this fall? Um, maybe. All right. Well, back to TV shows. Have you seen Making It on NBC? No, I have not. Oh my gosh, with uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, and it's that just is a, such a good show. Oh my god, it's the best, and it's basically it's like Great British Bake Off, but with crafting. Sophia, how would you describe Making It? Yeah, exactly like what you said. It's just the American Great British Bake Off, but for making things. It's so I used to be obsessed with Parks and Rec. Oh, man. oh yeah, no. <laughs> Emma, how have you not seen this show? I don't know. I just <laughs> it's made specifically for it. you. All right, well, get ready to. I'll definitely just, check that out. Just smile so the whole funny. time. Yeah, it's so good. Paige, how about you? What have you been doing to manage stress right now? Well, I started baking because I'm not the best baker. I enjoy it, so I think that's all that matters. <laughs> um, I into like making friendship bracelets at one point and then I got really nice. into sewing it's been a week of every different new thing yeah this has just been a very like 
crafty kind of time. And I love that mindset of like, it doesn't matter if you're good at it, right? It's just, it's something to do, something, an opportunity to, to try something new. I also feel like with all the, um, you know, activities that, that you all have done to kind of keep busy and I feel like there's so much talent out there that. Mm. Yeah. They were talking um, about that on the last episode. Like people are going to have a side hustle. The class of 2020 is going to have a side hustle in addition to their career. Yeah. And and one of the things that that can also lead to maybe in the future or as a way to connect, because I know, you know, during this uncertain time, it's been kind of hard to connect with people. And I think as human beings, we need that. Um, And so how to keep those relationships going. And we're wondering, Emma, if you could share with us how those relationships with perhaps your classmates, your teachers, your counselors, how have those relationships been affected with this kind of an uncertain time that we're living through? Well, thank God we do have access to the technology that we do because um, yes. I've been able to keep in touch with all my friends and stuff. But I was involved with a lot of like leadership opportunities at Midlothian. And so I'd feel like I'd really get to finish out all the stuff we had planned for the end of the year. And I miss a lot of my teachers. Um, But gladly, I have been keeping in touch with some of them through email. So that's been nice. What about your classmates that you um, maybe, you know, saw in class and had had conversations in the hallway, maybe? Do you keep in touch with those type of friends? Or is it just mostly like, uh, you know, your closer friends that you you made through school? Yeah, I really just keep in touch with my closer friends. I feel like a lot of the relationships I had with people that were just in school just kind of just fell off. And so that's been kind of strange. It's just harder, all of a sudden yeah. I'm just not talking to people anymore. <laughs> like it's totally just dropped. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Paige? How have you kept up those relationships? I'm really glad that we have the like internet online social media connection because that's mm-hmm. how I've been keeping in touch with a lot of people lately. But for the teachers, I'm kind of sad that like I didn't get to see like my ninth grade and 10th grade teachers and like all that and say like goodbye and like, thank you for doing what you do mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I know for a lot of students that, you know, not being able to say the goodbyes is, was really important. How about you, Sophia? How have you kept up with your classmates or teachers or your relationships from school? Well, for my classmates, I've only really been keeping in touch with the ones that I had been close with before, you know? Right. Like my other classmates, the ones that I only really hung out with in school, I haven't really been connected with them. Um, As for my teachers, I haven't been in connection with them either, except for I've been talking to my art teacher, my ceramics teacher, because we've been talking about art and stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's been hard, I think, for for a lot of us to keep those relationships. I do agree with, I think, Emma Page and um, you all have said about the good thing about having the technology available to stay connected because I know certainly in other times like for example you know in New Orleans post-Katrina this you know even 10 14 years ago uh, technology was not as it is today so Mm. at least we we have that kind of social connectivity maybe more important than anything is just making sure you kind of maintain relationships during this time and and finding ways to do that. So um, any, anytime we can share strategies for that, I think it's really helpful. And Paige, can you tell us what your plans are for the fall of 2020 and and have they been impacted at all by what we're experiencing right now with COVID? 
Yeah, I plan on going to Radford University in the fall, and it hasn't been impacted too much, but we are getting released a little earlier, so we're not going to have a fall break. They just combine winter and fall break all into one, so there's like a few months where everybody's off campus and like they can clean it and just let the campus air out for a little bit. Yeah, how do you feel about that schedule being fairly different than what we typically do at a college? I'm not like too upset about it, but... I just think it's going to be a bigger workload on the students. We're going to have to work a lot faster and just kind of get through things a lot faster than normal. Yeah. And do you know if any of your classes, are they going to be online, in person? What's the plan? As of right now, they plan for everything to be in person and we're just doing smaller classes. Okay. And at any point, did you kind of reconsider what your plans were for the fall because of what we're experiencing right now with COVID? Yeah, I definitely did. At one point, I was worried that if it was just going to be all online classes, it wasn't worth going and like sitting in a dorm all day. Mm-hmm. And like, why would I need to do that when I could just stay home and save money? But I'm glad that I'm going. Yeah. Sophia, how about you? Yeah, um, this fall, I'm going to Christopher Newport University. The plan as of now is that we freshmen are going in on like the week of August 7th. Mm-hmm. which is really, really early for like freshman orientation and all that. And the next week classes start and everyone comes to campus. And then we're doing the same thing that Paige said. We're leaving for fall break. Like fall break is essentially the end of semester one. And we're not coming back until the end of winter break, I guess. And then we're doing like, we're doing finals online after Thanksgiving. So we don't go back to school for finals. We just stay home. Oh, okay. I'm wondering if what Paige was describing resonates with you at all about like reconsidering the possibility of going to campus if there was going to be any, like if everything was going to be online. Well, I didn't really think that we would do things online. Well, because I was just hopeful that we wouldn't. So I guess it didn't really cross my mind. Also, like CNU is a small school. So I feel like a lot of things can be kind of controlled, like social distancing and smaller class sizes are can be easily done because it's already small. So yeah, so not worried about it, just charging yeah. ahead. Yeah. Emma, how about you? I am going to VCU. And I think it's the same thing that Paige and Sophia both said where the um, semester is ending before Thanksgiving break and finals are afterwards. And then I was actually supposed to go to the beach right before their original move-in date Mm -hmm. but now that I think they're doing like a prolonged move-in thing and so there's like a window of time where I might be moving in and so that might kind of affect my vacation Uh, schedule (laughs) which is a little worrisome but I think it'll work out in the end. And did you ever have a moment where you were reconsidering your plans for the fall? I don't think so. I was pretty confident that I was still going to be able to move out. I'm not really looking forward to having a lot of online classes. Mm because I just really think of myself as like an interactive learner. Like I kind of just need to be present and there for me to like take advantage of learning, but it's, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. I think, uh, I, and I, um, I mentioned before, Jose and I, you know, we both teach for, for VCU. And I think that we're kind of figuring that stuff out on our end too. But that's really helpful to know that like it's, that it's really important to be able to actually engage in the class and mm-hmm. like actually be able to connect. And I, I'm confident that we can do that online, that we can still find ways to make it feel like a, like a class and to make sure that you're, you know, getting to not just learn stuff, but actually get to engage because that's such an important part of the class Mm -hmm. discussions and, and all of that. I think so too. And I'm all, I think what y'all are saying, Emma, I, I think a lot of people have the same feeling about the, you know, taking classes online, hopefully like Dave is saying, we'll make it, we'll make it interactive enough that, that we can keep that classroom atmosphere even on the digital space. And I also hope mm-hmm. that it's, you know, maybe temporary in the sense that come spring semester, 
faster, then maybe we can be in a better place where, you know, uh, physical space in the classroom will be another, we'll be back to that. So we'll see. As, yeah, I think about how, how great that day is going to be when we can sort of be back to class as usual. Yes. I think about like some of the times where you might have dreaded going to class and how that, that feeling might go away, like just being grateful to be able to have a chance to actually go to class. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is a testament to the, to the resilience of the class of 2020. I know this is anecdotal because it's just students that I've talked with so far, but so many of them are like, they're charging ahead with their plans for the fall, kind of no matter what the, the circumstances are. And I've just been really, really impressed with the, the class of 2020. I agree. And, uh, you know, that determination just to kind of keep going. Another thing that uh, I know a lot of schools have have tried, given the everything that's going on, to try to make it memorable for students who are graduating in your class to make it a special time for graduation, you know, given that we can't do the traditional graduation path. So, Sophia, can you share with us what it's been like to graduate during this COVID time? Graduation obviously has been really different. We didn't get to do the normal walk across the stage at the Siegel Center and all that stuff, but Henrico County really tried to make it like a special graduation. So they did a three-part graduation. The first part was like a commencement speech and stuff. They aired it on TV and they like flashed all our names and pictures across the screen and like, like a regular ceremony, I guess. And then we did a lap around the Richmond Raceway, which was really cool, really special, I guess, like nobody else is going to really do that. Pretty unique. And then we did a walk across the stage, but the stage was outside on the football field at Freeman, and it was like time slots to get our diploma. So different activities to try to make it like yeah. a memorable. Do you think you'll remember this as, you know, that unique kind of graduation experience? Yeah, I definitely will. It'll, I don't think any other class will have a graduation like ours. Well, hopefully they won't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it'll definitely be very memorable. So y'all are part of history. How about you, Emma? What, What kind of experiences have you had with your graduation? Well, I appreciate, I appreciate my school did try to make the in-person ceremony special, but I just, overall to me it was just a little underwhelming just because right you know it was kind of awkward just like showing up at school by myself with just like my parents and grandparents and then walking across the stage to just an empty auditorium for just my principal standing on the stage and I kind of it was upsetting I wanted really wanted to see like all my friends graduate and be able to see everyone else walking across the stage as well so I just feel like I didn't get like the full experience right yeah I know and and was that walking through the stage, was that timed? Like, in other words, you had to do the activity at a certain time that you signed up for? Um, yeah, we signed up. It was like a 10-minute time slot. And so there were like two other graduates going at during the same time slot, but we were kind of just like separated as we were going through the school. Right. Yeah. It's, I know it's been challenging for, for schools, you know, from the school perspective. Um, mm-hmm. How about you, Paige? Can you share your experiences in terms of your the graduation activities that you may have had? Yeah, so um, Lee Davis did like a two-part graduation. And first we did a virtual graduation. So we had the um, 
speeches like aired on TV and then they showed our pictures and um, read our names out and you just kind of watched it. It was very nice. And then we had a individual graduation and basically we got to walk through the school and see some teachers. They had like different stations to sign pictures. Um, we signed a banner that's going to hang up in the school. Nice. And then we got to walk across the stage and see our principal one last time and get some pictures with him. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's been kind of challenging in terms of having the traditional graduation. On the other hand, it might be, we've talked about this before with uh, David and others about maybe some of these alternative activities could be incorporated to into future um, kind of graduation ceremonies in the sense that maybe, you know, we've been doing traditional graduation for I don't know. What do you think, David? Like 100, 200 years? Yeah, centuries. Yeah. So maybe, you know, just because of the situation, maybe some of these alternative events might be incorporated into future ceremonies to make it more interactive. I'm not sure. I just know that it's been a little trying for students, both for students and schools, to try to make it special. Yeah, and um, and Emma's statements really standing out to me about how important it is to also like it's not just about you graduating; it's getting to see your friends graduate, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like you, like you arrived at that moment together. And so I'm wondering if there's maybe some sort of a a hybrid approach we could take to graduation in the future, where we maybe take some of these creative things that schools are doing. There's there's right. some cool things that are that are definitely happening, uh, but still allowing students the chance to like you know you get to see your friends walk across the stage too. But I, I, it's just one more of those unique experiences of the class of 2020. And I'm wondering about moving on to the next stage in your life after high school graduation, you're now officially a high school graduate. How do you think you're going to reflect on your experiences this year? And then how do you think the graduating class of 2020 is going to be different than any other graduating class, Emma? What do you think? I think this whole thing has definitely taught me to not take advantage of the opportunities that I've had or coming in the future and just to like really appreciate the time that I get because you know anything can happen <laughs> definitely wasn't, would never expect something like this to happen for my senior year and it just kind of has make, made me have like thicker skin you know yeah and how do you feel like the, the class of 2020 is going to be different than any other graduating class we're definitely never going to forget that this is definitely going to be something that sticks with me for the rest of my life yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to think about. It's hard to think yeah. about. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's kind of hard to, to predict too. Yeah. But I think what you, what, what you just said really stands out to me about knowing that it's like not taking things for granted, mm-hmm. just knowing that like, no matter how much you plan, yeah, some, like something could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so always being willing to, or always just kind of being ready to, to pivot whenever you need to. Yeah. Paige, how about you? I definitely think that it's going to be one for the books. Um, I've heard a lot of, adults saying that, you know, some of us were born during 9-11 and we're graduating during a huge pandemic. Um, it's definitely going to be special and I don't think I'll ever forget this. How do you feel like this graduating class is going to be different than any other? That's a hard question. I think, like Emma said, we just now know not to take anything for granted and like to expect the worst that could ever come out of anything and just be prepared and just learn to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Sophia, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with what Emma and Paige said. We're definitely going to look back at our graduation and just the end of our high school process. And I think we're going to not take advantage of, of the small things in our lives that are, you know, good. Or like when we graduate from college, I think we'll really, really appreciate it because <laughs> it'll be a real graduation. <laughs> right. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I, th- I feel like sometimes we think about graduation ceremonies as just like, oh, it's just another another graduation ceremony, but it'll feel extra special. Yeah, we'll get two different kinds of graduations, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to need to leave that there for now. But if you would like to stay up to date with research, resources, and profiles of best practices in the time of COVID, you can check out the Merck website at merck.soe.vcu.edu slash projects. That's merc.soe.vcu.edu slash projects. Our goal is to make our website a clearinghouse of relevant information as we navigate our new reality together. And your contributions are critical to that effort. So please share your recommendations for resources that you have found helpful, as well as educators who you know are innovating in the time of COVID-19. You can also listen to other episodes of Abstract on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Subscribe on any of these platforms to stay connected with our ongoing conversations. Thanks, as always, to the VC School of Education for supporting the work we do at Merck and to all of our member school divisions, Chesterfield, Goochland, Hanover, Henrico, Petersburg, Palatine, and Richmond Public Schools. My thanks to Sophia Alcane, Emma Rice, Paige Lake, and Jose Alcane for joining me today to talk about the unique experiences of the class of 2020. Be sure to also listen to part one of the series where we spoke with graduates from Petersburg, Richmond, and Powhatan County Public Schools. Finally, thanks to you at home for listening. We hope that you and all who are important to you are well. This has been another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Let's talk again soon.